Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about asking for and looking for supernatural experiences and how our attitude towards them can affect our perception of them. And we've looked at positive, a positive attitude and negative attitude, a neutral attitude, and we're going to start talking about an ignorant attitude, being ignorant of the supernatural. But first I want to just really encourage you to take stock of what the Lord has been revealing to you, because one of the things that happens as we start doing our homework of any kind, it increases our awareness of God moving in our lives. And it increases our confidence that we have a good relationship with him, that he is leading and guiding us, that we're on the right track, and that he loves us. This is the process that he uses to change our thinking, free our hearts and minds, our soul, to receive unconditionally what he wants to give unconditionally. I want you to pick something that he's been showing you or encouraged you about, or has shown you that you have heard him. And then I want you to think about what you'd like to hear from him. Maybe it's an answer to a question you've had, or just you want to be certain you're hearing from him, whatever it is. In fact, go ahead and write that down. Now, here's the thing. If you're aware enough to experiencing these supernatural experiences, even the small ones, even just going, oh, God showed me, reminded me where I put something down. If God is able to do that is he able to answer far more important questions for you now most of us would say well of course he's able but I don't hear it or I'm afraid to ask or 
fill in the blank. And a lot of times that's what keeps us locked from receiving from him because we're afraid of what he might say to us if we really let down our guard. And maybe that's based on history with parents or the, our own thoughts in our head that God can't do anything with me because I've made so many mistakes or he's so disappointed in me or I missed him, I messed things up, it's too late or he's forgotten about me. Fill fill in the blanks. And what's really interesting over time is you find out there's a lot of common conclusions where we all have very similar hang-ups when it comes to relating to God. But you know, he speaks to us as individuals. And he knows exactly what you need to hear. You may be thinking you want an explanation as to why he allowed such and such to happen to you. And his answer might just be, I love you so much. I'm already healing you. I'm restoring your past I took care of everything involved in that situation. I was there with you. A lot of times we think that what we need to hear is one thing. But God knows what you need to hear. What you sometimes need to feel. What needs to be healed. So be open to whatever God wants. But don't be afraid to talk to him about the hard subjects, the hard things. He may not talk to you right away. He may not ever talk to you about it at all. But it will be off your shoulders. It will be out in front of you, out in plain sight. You know, God already knows you're struggling in that area. I know, big surprise, right? Well, then we say, well, why doesn't he do something about it? He is. Because you're struggling with it, that's an area God wants to heal. He's not going to let you live with that buried deep inside. He doesn't want you to just sweep it under the rug, whatever it is. That's why you're struggling with it. So yes, struggling can be a really good thing. Angry with God can be a really good thing. It shows you He wants to talk to you. He's not going to let you settle 
for lack of conflict, for just getting by. He wants you to experience life and joy and peace now. So he's not going to let you just pass by areas that he wants to heal. Now, of course, he gives us periods of rest. And we may think, okay, everything's fine. And then we may all of a sudden just be unsettled. The circumstances may not change. But you may find yourself restless or depressed or angry over little things or looking for purpose, disenchanted with your life, whatever. It's not about you. It's about God. He is drawing you by showing where you need him. And this is why it's so important that we have developed that habit of turning to him first and then asking him those questions. Lord, what's going on here? First of all, we always ask, Lord, is that you? We, we test. And you know, as we learn how to relate to him, it becomes second nature. And we really don't, we don't even go through a killer ta- uh, step. It's just, okay, we know, okay, yes, that's him, or nope, that's an enemy. And we've learned how to deal with our enemies. And we, you know, it becomes spiritual nature. It's, it's part of how we live our lives now. So it's not a big deal. Now that takes practice. And how do we get practice? We do our homework. I'd rather take the test that God gives us on a day-to-day basis rather than thinking, okay, some, you know, when, when there's a big crisis, then I'll call on him and then hope I can recognize his voice. Let's learn in the little things, which brings us back to our supernatural experiences. A lot of times, supernatural experiences, we've been experiencing them, but weren't aware of them. And this is why a lot of times the homework is just to increase your awareness of what's already going on. And why I encourage you to write it down Keep notes, let the Lord talk to you about it, pay attention to it. For one thing, what are you doing as you are you are paying attention to what God is doing in your life? Your soul is cooperating with your spirit. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that exactly what God intends? We're cooperating, we're we're yoked 
with God's activity in our lives. Isn't that fantastic? There are things we can do to join God in the purpose he has in our lives. And they're fairly easy. Not always, but at least to start with. When we are able to receive from him what he wants to give, sometimes there it is stressful, sometimes it requires change, but we can be assured it will be satisfying because again it's he is actually restoring your soul to its rightful relationship with your spirit it's not a new thing it's the true thing god intends for remember your spirit's already connected with him and that Eternal life is already flowing in and through and all around your spirit. But your spirit is not fully connected to your soul. As your soul is healed and restored to its right relationship with your spirit, eternal life flows a little at first, then more and more and more into your soul, cleaning out all the gunk, healing all the wounds, so that eventually the eternal life is flowing from your spirit, through your soul, through your body, and out into this world, into the natural world, into the supernatural world. And remember, it's already filling. Eternal life already fills the spiritual realm. And one thing, I don't know that there's there's probably other realms besides the natural and the supernatural. Because God is eternally creative. I don't think he stops at two realms. It's just this is where we're at on this earth. And so we're really just dealing right now with three realms, the spiritual, the supernatural, and the natural. The Lord knows what you need, and he uses that to draw us to him. It's that simple. And the more time and attention we give him, the more opportunity he has to draw us, to heal us, to restore our soul. In order, in order to restore something, what do we restore it to? It's original being, the way it was first. God is restoring our soul to the way it was first. Now, each one of us, we have our own soul, but it was marred. We've inherited, just as we've inherited genetically in our natural realm, we've inherited genetic deficiencies in our soul and through our whole lives because none of us have fully embraced and and are fully getting our needs met through God. 
as a child, we don't have needs met. As a young person, we don't have our needs met. As a teenager, we don't have our needs met. As a young adult, we don't have our needs met. Regardless of how good, how perfect, how wonderful your life is, you don't have your needs met. Because God isn't going to allow you to have your needs met outside of him. This is where he ruffles our feathers. He gives us stress. He gives us areas where we are wounded. And he brings them to the surface. He, He doesn't let us sweep things under the rug. Because he wants to get our attention. He wants to talk to us about it. So go ahead, even if he doesn't, even if you don't think you're ready for it, doesn't matter. Put it out on the table. He may not want to talk to you about it right now. That's fine. The point is, it's out there. You're not holding it from him. You're not afraid of, wait a minute, what if he goes over there? God, I'll talk to you about everything, and I'll follow you in every area, and I'll allow you to change me in every area except there. That's what he wants to talk to you about. What are you afraid of? He wants to talk to you about that. He's not blaming you for being afraid. He's not blaming you or holding it against you that you don't want to talk to him about that area. So put it out on the table. Say, Lord, I don't want to talk to you about this. But this is the issue. And I'm willing for you to change my mind about it. I'm angry, Lord. I'm angry with you about this, that you allowed this to happen. I'm angry that you allowed me to make this mistake that hurt people. And now I'm living with the consequences. Whatever it is, put it out there then it's the Lord's problem. Get it off of your shoulders and onto his. Then any time it comes back, you just remember, wait a minute, this is not my problem. When God's ready, he's going to answer my questions or free me from that burden or take the pain away, whatever. But you just keep doing your two things, giving him time and attention. And he will meet your needs in ways you never could have comprehended. Even now, look back at, at what he, the changes he's been making in your life. Sometimes he can be so subtle, and yet when you look back, you, you see how far you've gone. You see how your attitude toward people has changed, your attitude toward yourself, your own future, your past. That's God. That's not you getting more mature. That's God healing you and restoring your soul. Not so your soul can work harder. Almost the opposite because your soul is meant to function in the supernatural and natural realms. 
But your soul being restored is so that your soul can receive life. Freely receiving, freely giving eternal life. And the satisfaction, we talk about like the the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, comfort, gentleness, all in you. You partake of them first. You experience all those things first before it's not something you have to then give. No. You may or may not realize you're giving them, but you experience them first. And his ways of expressing himself to you are beyond our comprehension. Because again, we're trying to comprehend the spirit with our solical mind, our unhealed, unfree mind, will, and emotions as he restores our soul, we begin to see things and feel things and hear things from the spirit perspective. So let's look at... So first, let's, Lord, we just ask right now, stir up a, an even greater desire to know you on your terms. Whatever our questions are, Lord, we just put them out on the table. We don't demand an answer. We're not going to wait for an answer. We're not going to hold it against you. We're not going to hold it against ourselves or anyone else. We're just going to say, this is an issue, Lord, that we need to talk about. I'm not ready for it or I am ready for it. But I'm not going to let it stop me from giving you my time and attention in other areas. And I'm going to wait for you. When you're ready, we'll talk about it. Thank you, Lord, for for what you're doing in your people, for you stirring people up to to know you, to to have their souls restored at such a, a rapid pace that when we give you an inch, you take a thousand miles that you want us to be one in you and that you get what you want. We thank you, Lord. So let's get back to the ignorant attitude. Ignorance of the supernatural or our involvement in the supernatural, no excuse to not be involved in the supernatural because that's where our soul exists. Being ignorant about our existence, it's sort of like in the natural, if we were ignorant about giving food to our body. Well, that's only going to last so long because if your body needs food, it's eventually going to make that known to you. So in our soul, likewise, our 
soul makes its needs known to us. So the more we, again, time and attention, we develop insight into our own soul and how our senses work if we are paying any attention, giving time and attention. The Lord will draw our attention to those areas. So that ignorance, what happens so often is there's some teachings out there that we shouldn't be involved, for instance, in the supernatural realm. Anything to do with, like, um, angels or demons or anything that goes on in the supernatural realm, anything like, anything mysterious, let's put it that way, just mysterious, we're supposed to completely stay away from because there could be deception or we could get hurt or only God can take care of that, whatever, whatever the story is. But that's not for us because we're not ignorant of the supernatural realm. We're not ignorant of the soul. We understand what God is doing and that we un- and we understand by experience how much he loves us, that he's going to put us in situations where we're going to be stretched and surprised and sometimes make mistakes and fall down and it doesn't matter. We learn more when we fall down anyway. But we're willing to be taught and experience the supernatural realm. We don't want to be ignorant. One problem with being ignorant is just because we ignore the supernatural realm doesn't mean we're not affected by it. The supernatural realm is where one of our big enemies lives, the the devil. And being ignorant of the supernatural realm or even the whole concept of realms makes us vulnerable to our enemies, the world, our flesh, and the devil. So in, in reality, the supernatural realm Again, where our soul exists in the solical realm is the main battleground for our life here on earth. Now, God's not there to torment us or to hurt us, but we have these battles on these battlegrounds to learn about the supernatural realm. Because it's simply because it's part of the process of our soul being restored. So not doing our homework and failing to fully engage in life now merely puts off till later what God has arranged at great expense for us to accomplish now. God wants you to experience the supernatural now. He wants you to gain confidence exercising the power and authority you already have in the supernatural and natural realms. 
He's already given you everything you need for life and godliness in this existence. But if we never leave our house, if we never venture out to where there might be a need for our our weapons, we'll never learn how to use them. God wants to teach you himself. Now, sometimes books can be great and conferences and, and what other people have learned and, you know, let the Lord lead and guide you in that. But it's going to come back to letting the Lord teach you. Remaining in ignorance regarding the supernatural will not benefit us in regard to whatever is coming in the next age. And it will keep us from receiving the healing and the wholeness and the freedom and the joy and the oneness that he has in store for us here on this life. So let's not be ignorant. Let's not be ignorant of what's going on inside of us of what God is doing to restore our soul or what he's doing in the supernatural realm. Let's have fun with it and go forth with joy and excitement and gratitude. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. We'll meet again same time next Sunday. Have a great night.